Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Welcome, welcome, Newsbusters listeners to the Newsbusters podcast. Uh, it is your associate editor, Nick Night Train, Fonda Caro, Choo Choo, and I'm being joined by your managing editor, Curtis Houck. All right. Uh, good day, everybody. We made it to hump day, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a busy week, jumping right back in after the Labor Day holiday. Exactly. And we have a full slate of stuff for you today. The The entire week since we, we took Labor Day off, the entire week so far has been three days packed of headlines and stupidity. Into, was it? into two days. Yeah, into two. Well, well we had day. Monday with Alyssa on ABC, and now yes, it, with, we're day three now of just stupidity and everything coming out of ABC with The View and... And it's day two of them being back on the show full time. Like a lot of shows launch. Like a lot of shows launch. Uh, So you'll see like Colbert and Fallon and Trevor Noah. Yeah, this is their 26th season, which I don't know how they've managed to go that long. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, what does the song go? If you make it here, you can make it anywhere. Well, we are in New York, so. Yeah, Yeah, it's it kind of is fitting for New York. No, that's just proof to everybody for after listening to what happened this week i think the conclusion should be nick Mm -hmm. you can achieve your dreams because these people have because (laughs) you know whatever you set your mind to you can do it because just a reminder these people think they are the smartest people on television exactly and you had on monday you had Alyssa Fair griffin who is their one of their quote-unquote conservatives Mm. taking up the republican chair and she was out there today, or on Monday, rather, on uh, GMA. She, she drew the short straw to go promote the show on Labor Day, getting up early, going into the city on, on a holiday. And she's out there saying that, like, she and the rest of the cast, they want to, quote, elevate the discourse. Elevate the discourse. So, uh, like, she's been a uh, G, uh, George uh, Town, Georgetown. Fellow at the Institute for Politics. That sounds something like something an academic would try and say, but Mm -hmm. we all know it's total BS. Oh, exactly. And she basically saying it's like the show themselves are better than Congress. They're like they're better than our elected leaders with how they talk and like treat each other and how they discuss things. And looking at the stuff that they've talked about this week, I, I I've tweeted at her a couple times, being like, "You need to answer this question of how is it that you guys say these things like the Holocaust thing." uh, earlier this year, you had Sonny earlier this year saying that Republicans or black and Latino Republicans are quote unquote oxymorons. I really what? like how, how is that? Ele- how is that elevated discussion? What? Exactly. And she also said on Monday that she wants to use like her seat there to sort of lecture the Republican Party about their future and how like like the kind of part of that they should and could be if they put their minds to it and basically be like her. Mm. Exactly. Just somebody who just blows in the wind and sort of changes her uh, thoughts and beliefs based on who's paying her, which is kind of funny because she actually talked about it with GMA, just talked about how like, oh, look, there's this real camaraderie, like we're, we're empowered women all together. And meanwhile, you had the Daily Mail before she was announced as the full time host, like coming out with all of these sort of like behind the scenes drama where all the, the rest of the cast hate her. They think that she is like a like 
like a plastic bag in the wind, just like her pol- political beliefs change based on who's paying her. Well, I've already seen people like women criticize like what was she wearing for on Tuesday for the premiere and whoever did her hair did her wrong. Uh, so I yeah. guess people are saying that she's already being screwed over, but she's being paid a lot of money and she doesn't care. Uh, but Alyssa wants us, I think, at the end of the day to feel sorry for her. That's always been my annoyance with her. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. what was me? I need to go to Switzerland or Italy and then fly back for CNN coverage of whatever Trump BS is going on. I don't know. Yeah, wasn't she complaining about having to move to, like, New York? Oh. And, like, her husband wasn't worried about the move. And she's like, how is he what worried? And that's making me more worried. Oh, no, I got to move to New York because I've got this job. I'm making at least six figures. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so speaking of her and wanting to elevate the discourse, one of the things that they ended up doing on Tuesday was you had Whoopi Goldberg talking about the student loan bailout, and she just straight up cursing out Republicans and other people who oppose the student loan bailout, basically saying, and there's going to be a little bit of rough language here, she says she said that the Republicans, quote, bitched and moaned about mm-hmm about it and you could we can tell that they actually dropped her audio out for that and basically we're not going to play the clip for you because it's going to be just a blank place but if you go and look you can see the video on newsbusters like you can basically do some rip leading and see that that's exactly what she said and she was also comparing the student loans to the ppp loans curtis yes the the loans that were given out because the government purposefully shut down the economy yeah. Right. Yeah. And she basically, no, they're the exact same thing. It's like, no, like they were forced to take them because you took away their income against their will. Ugh. And then you also had sort of like in that segment of them talking about the student loan stuff, we had Sonny whining, oh, I had to pay back the loans that I took to go study in Europe. Uh, let's let's play that real fast. The, the argument that really drives me crazy is, well, what about those people that had to pay back their student loans? It's not fair to them. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I chose a, a, to go to particular schools that offered me scholarships. There were other schools that I got into that I wanted to go to. I couldn't afford to do it, so I made a choice. But then I decided I wanted to study in Europe, and I took out loans. By the time I paid them off, it was about three years ago, and they had mushroomed five times. Yeah. And and it was so unbelievable to me, and a painful exercise. Why would I want someone else to go through the struggle that I went through, and they wouldn't have to do that? Sonny, that is like one of the most privileged things I've ever heard. I had to, I chose to go to Europe, oh no, I gotta pay back my loans. I I, I, I don't want that on anybody. As you pointed out, Nick, in your piece about this. Yeah. She is a multimillionaire. Yeah. And her I, husband is a very, was he a plastic surgeon? Uh, yeah, I think a plastic surgeon in New York City. So basically, you like. You, you can you look make, up their house, like in upstate New York. Yeah. Like it's pretty swanky. It's got like gates and all that stuff. She and, literally today was talking about how like, oh, or, or on, on the first day when they were talking about like what they did for vacation, like she flew down to Jamaica and then like they, like her and her family went out to Martha's Vineyard and they hung out on Sag, in Sag Harbor on Long Island. I mean, George Check. Check. Yeah. Check. yeah, I wonder if they were hanging out with Don Lemon at his house. <laughs> oh. That's where he lives, Sag Harbor. <laughs> oh. Uh, so another thing that they had going on on Tuesday was this was uh, this was like one of the first things that they got into, and it was 
them going off about because they had they were off from a good chunk of the latter part of the summer. So you had all these news stories piling up, piling up. And the biggest thing that they wanted to talk about was what a lot of us were talking about was the Mar-a-Lago raid. So they they which Sonny actually went into a went into a tizzy declaring that it wasn't a raid. It wasn't a raid, Curtis. But you know what it was? It was a well-executed search warrant by the FBI, which uh, I, I need to pull up a thesaurus so I can look up synonyms for executed search warrants. <laughs> oh. That's called a, that's a um, raid. It's called a raid. Yep. What? A, I mean, I don't understand. Unless you thought it's like bug spray. A storming. A storming. Oh, no. Raid. No. And you had them sort of going on about that and them sort of ta- them also talking about uh, Biden's semi-fascist comment, calling the Republicans fascist and his very divisive with sort of authoritarian themed speech in Philadelphia, his red black Soldiers in the background or Marines in the background looking very authoritarian. His general, and his Snoke speech. His yeah, Snoke speech. His Snoke like, speech. From oh, like Last Jedi. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it's the first order. Yeah. Um, the senile order. Um, so we have a clip here of Sonny basically agreeing with Biden and basically saying that it's not just like the MAGA Republicans because like when, like they, they talk about the MAGA Republicans and they don't really give a definition. She actually gives a definition and it envelops a vast majority of the party. Let's take a listen to that. 60 to 70 percent of Republicans, I'm not even saying MAGA Republicans or this Republican, 60 to 70 percent of Republicans believe that Donald Trump is the leader of their party. And so if you are saying that he is a fascist, what are they? If you are saying that he is a white supremacist, what are they? Right. If you See, are saying that he is a racist, what are they? Because if you follow someone that has hate in their heart, and I believe that he does, then you are complicit in that. And you don't get a pass on it. 60 to 70 percent. And that's... That's a lot of people. Exactly. It's it's literally... She's literally claiming millions of her fellow right. citizens are fascists. All right, so let's do the math here. And so, white supremacists and racists. And, all right, so yeah. 74 million people voted for Donald Trump. Yes. Okay. So we're going to say 70% of that. So I'm going to say that's 50? I don't do math very well, so... Yeah, let's see. But I feel, like that, yeah. I feel like that is about what it is. Um, so... That's a lot of people. I hope you have room in the gulags for, yeah, it's about for this. Just a little shy of fifty-two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, y- y- there's gonna you're gonna need a lot of camps for to to or jails to house these people if you think they're fascists and national security threats and need to be rounded up. That's it, it's a co- coarsening of our poisoning of our discourse uh, that they're not gonna like the place that it's going to. Uh, and the problem is the people that do have the power uh, to wheel this back in like them or their bosses at ABC News, they don't really care. Because a reminder, this is an ABC News property. This isn't put on by like their entertainment division, like the people who put on mm-hmm. The Bachelor or like, you know, dramas. Yep. This is an ABC News production. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so they have all the like all the financing and all the backing of that from the higher ups there. Um and you had Joy and Whoopi 
basically sort of mocking Republicans for being upset about being called fascist. She's like, oh, they're so sensitive. They're like snowflakes. And they call the liberals snowflakes. There's a difference between somebody like having a meltdown because you misgendered them or used the wrong pronouns. It's ma'am, right? There's a difference between that and being like, you're the enemy of the state. And with that comes us targeting you with counterterrorism assets and painting you as an other within the in the country. There's there's a difference between that kind of thing. So it's absolutely ridiculous. And you also had basically Alyssa, the conservative again, basically saying that she agreed with the content, the general content of the speech, though she felt that the the speech itself wasn't as uniting as it could have been. Could have been. Yeah, I, exactly. don't, I don't know. I was she's trying to have it both ways here. Um, and yeah, no. and you had Sarah, Sarah Haynes, who was basically she's just essentially oh, Sarah Haynes. Exactly. Here, here's here's me on my game show, and she's basically at during this segment at least she basically just stopped calling the Republicans the Republican Party. She just started calling them the MAGA Party, and she's like, "But the MAGA Party of 2020 and and before is not the MAGA Party of 2022." And she's basically saying, like, Biden's right that the MAGA party has gotten more extreme. And, and like, th th these are the people who were upset, speaking to about the extremes, they were upset that Republicans in Congress wanted to give more security to Kavanaugh and the other Supreme Court justices when they had literal assassins trying to show up at their houses and kill them and their families. This is the people we're dealing with. Exactly. And... So a big thing today that went down on the show, and you guys probably seen my tweets about it, is Whoopi in particular coming out, or the show in general, when, when you have three of the five people on set sort of supporting this, it's, it's the show. You had Whoopi come out and basically defend uh, Kareen, White House Press Secretary Kareen Jean-Pierre, which you wrote about this the other day, mm -hmm. where, where Peter Ducey was grilling her about her past tweets uh, of, with 2016 election denialism, if you want to dive in. In 2018. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, uh, I think a lot of people have seen those tweets by now. Um, the issue was that, all right, so Kareen took over this job formally the top job formally in the middle of May. So it's been about four months now. And the notion that nobody had asked that question is a travesty because we know that during the first briefing or two of Kelly McEnany's tenure, she was hounded by questions about what she thought about President Trump and questions about COVID. Uh, so past statements. And, you know, when somebody takes a top job like that, you know, those things are going to be talked about. And, I think most people should be able to say that those kinds of things are fair game, that people should at least have to address them. Um, but the fact that that never came up was an abject failure on the part of the press corps. And it shows a fundamental unseriousness. Not that I don't think that they didn't know or that they chose not to do it. I think it just didn't occur to a lot of these people that they would want to even look into her past. Um, I think that is so stupidity, which I think is could be even worse in some instances than just a refusal and collusion inability to ask the question um take your pick on that 
Um, but anyway, he asked her about, you know, if we all agree that raising questions about 2020 is bad, what about 2016? Uh, so he didn't initially started by asking a general question. So he didn't make it personal, which he kind of does. He asks a simple question to get started. And then when mm-hmm. Kareen ho- gets herself trapped by asking by giving a really stupid answer where she says, I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm mm-hmm. here to talk about moving forward. Then he's like, oh, okay. So then I'm just trying to understand because in 2016 you said this. And, of course, Kareen's answer, despite having claimed to Ducey that she was long ready for this, was something, something January 6th. Well, at least I didn't storm the Capitol. Well, at least my supporters didn't you know, beat up police officers. That's a very low bar to clear. Uh, apparently, well, and, and she, that's a she, problem. Yeah, like she's saying this like when she's like on... She's doing going on like MSNBC and all these other places, and she's like, oh, "My people didn't start in the Capitol, but there were Democrats and stuff." We 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 lived in the district at the like we we lived in the area at the time. We saw that you had people on his inauguration day rioting in the streets, burning limousines and attacking storefronts. Like there there was violence that day on his inauguration by the left. So, her saying that like the the. The hers and the rest of the left and they're like resistant hashtag resistance hashtag not my president didn't invoke violence is a complete farce, a complete a complete sham. And actually, what, what when you were as you were speaking, it, it occurred to me like them not thinking to like look into her past is sort of like them refusing to really bring up or them sort of touting when Jen Psaki was named the press secretary and none of them really wanted to talk about how when she was at, I believe was the State Department, they edited out a Fox News question and she couldn't figure out like when they when they pinned her down on the uh, Iran nuclear deal stuff and they had edited out, we have it on Newsbusters, um, a Fox News question that was embarrassing to the Obama administration. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was James Rosen asking yeah. her, uh, and that was edited out from the official, like YouTube, YouTube video. Yeah. YouTube video of that, and that actually was a really big deal. CNN actually made a big deal about it. Too. Exactly. And they didn't. And when she was named press secretary, nobody really wanted. They were like, "Oh no, she's so trustworthy and stuff like that." But like, what about what happened there? But to get back to to the view and what they were saying about Jean Pierre. You predictive. This is very predictable. Whether what, wonder what take they had on this. Exactly, it could be a little bit of a double standard, maybe mm-hmm. dash of double standard. Mm-hmm. So you had Whoopi, who they she started off the show just straight up defending her, basically saying it's her right to like we'll 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 go to a clip right now, but she's basically saying right to free speech, and. She's doing her part. Let's take a listen. Let's also remember that she was part of MoveOn.org. She was not an elected official. That's right. She was well, she was true. doing her part as an American citizen, saying how she felt about an election, whether you like it or not. Everybody talks about everybody has the right freedom of speech. So that's mm-hmm. the difference. Let's discuss, you know, kind of some of the folks that, uh, you know, are in office now who have denied that, that, uh, my goodness, that Biden is president. I mean, it's just, you know, I I get so frustrated because I think this is not apples and oranges. This is apples and basketballs. Yeah. You know, it's no, there's no comparison here. Doing her part is, was like Starship Troopers? I'm doing my part against the insect menace. I'm going to stick up with the, put my thumbs up, like, I'm doing my part. Boom. 
Exactly. Ha 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 ha. When the kid steps forward. Um, yeah. So basically, she basically says it's it, her as a private citizen has the right to make these statements. Meanwhile, this is the same group that were smearing Jenny Thomas because she had her own comments about the validity of the 2020 election. And she's a private citizen herself. She just happens to be married to a Supreme Court justice. And suddenly, it's a person being a private citizen is okay to make statements. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you had a, very, a very surprising little back and forth here that we had, where it was Sonny who was actually confronting her and Joy Behar uh, about people making such statements. Because she, at first, it sort of seemed like Sonny was going to defend a little bit because she was talking about, like, oh, I don't like whataboutism and all this stuff. And people saying, like, oh, but you said this and that. She actually took blame for herself and apologized and basically said, but I remember calling him, uh, speaking about Trump, I remember calling him an illegitimate president, and that was wrong. Oh, oh, it's... Although I will say, though... A little late, but... You can be a little cynical about it. That's kind of like people saying, Democrats saying 20 years later, eh, we should have thrown Bill Clinton overboard. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you get away with it. You elevate... You don't... You lower the discourse instead of elevate it. Uh, You get what you want, and then you walk away and say... And then you can be like, well, I regret how things happened. Yeah. But only after you get what you wanted first. Exactly. Because they can now... Because for them, the bigger thing is is the January 6th and Trump and stuff like that. It's it's like big fish, little fish sort of thing. And you had Behar just sort of like, just like why? Just like completely shocked that she would do this. And she goes double down. He's like, he was not an illegitimate president. And then Goldberg is just sort of shouting in there. She's just like, but that's how you felt. You had every right to say it. That's how you felt. Not facts. Speak, speak your truth. It's truth. Speak your truth, your not truth. the truth, your truth. And then you had Behar trying to argue with Sonny, basically saying there was, quote, good reason to investigate the Russia stuff. And it's and, and she's like, you were not wrong to say it originally. And Hostin was basically laid down the law on, like, what the, what the investigation of, like, the quote-unquote Trump collusion found. Well, let's cut to that real fast. There was good reason to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 election, and here's why. In tw- it was good reason to investigate Russian intervention. Yes, yes. The 2020 bipartisan report from the Senate Intelligence Committee, which was headed by little Marco Rubio, yes. one of his boys, right? Mm. This is what they found. The committee found that the Russian government engaged in an aggressive, multifaceted effort to influence or attempt to influence the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. Yes. Okay, but so you were not did, wrong. But the campaign well, okay. did not coordinate with the Russians. And that's where I think I was wrong. And I think you that's don't know that. other people well, were wrong. But you don't wrong. know that he wasn't talking to There was an investigation. Putin? And we have to believe that when the FBI this, and the Department of Justice conducts investigations, we have to believe that that is another tenet of our this is about what- how, how do you know you're, he's not talking to Putin? It's like you just completely make up this point, Joy, and Sonny just hands it right back to you. So good on Sonny for a little bit, a little bit of kudos. But well, she's you're, often you're, the one that has to read the legal, uh, the, the, yeah, the, the legal le- notes, the so. legal notes, so that they don't get sued. 
Yeah, so far we're 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 two days in. They haven't had a legal note yet. So they're doing pretty good. Yeah, so far. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to be looking at doing a roundup at the end of the year of their legal notes because last time I checked, they've had like two dozen, I think, or at least a oh. dozen. At least a dozen. Oh, they've had a number. I mean, Some, yeah, one you, time there was two in a day. <laughs> two different segments. I mean, that's the point. I'm like, can you imagine being the lawyer like that has ABC News lawyer like joining the legal team? Well, that's why. That that's why must be crap. Well, that's one of the benefits, I guess, that they're being they're they're oversaw by ABC News is because they actually have to stand up to their their standards and practices team. Although, I mean, I think that's a reflection of ABC News's standards. If they yeah. have to stand up though to it, and they allow this vile bile on the show every day. So I don't mm. really know. I was going to say whatever they're being paid is probably not enough. And I don't think I could be convinced to work at ABC News in the legal department, considering you'd have to deal with these drama queens, and especially if things go wrong between co-hosts and people have, they want get they want people booted and they want people gone. And then there's contract issues that would arise there. Uh, Sonny claims to be a lawyer, but uh it's, it's sort of the same situation as with, with Fredo, with Chris Cuomo. It's like, he's like, yes, I'm a trained lawyer. I, I have a bar license. Like, but you don't practice law anymore. Like, <laughs> really, like, when was the last time you were in a courtroom, like, representing anybody? And, or even, like, yourself? Because, like, it, it's sort of like a muscle, right? Like, doctors need to go back to get retrained on stuff, learn new techniques. But you're, you're out of, you're out of circulation. So, like, like you're not actually, like, doing anything, so keep, keeping more on what they were going over today, you had Sarah Haynes, who was out here, also sort of encouraging Democratic denials of elections, where she goes, uh, oh, we actually have the clip here for you. Uh, we'll take a listen to that. Aside from the detail that Whoopi brings up about a regular citizen working for uh, MoveOn.org yeah. versus a, a president, I think it's always okay to question an election and it's okay to challenge an election. But eventually you get results from those investigations, the system flexing and working, and yes. then you accept those. We had that with Al Gore in mm -hmm. 2000, mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton, Clinton in 2016. Yes. We had that with Jean-Pierre who goes on to say in this clip, I also ex accepted the results. Exactly. That That's is part the of the, the very different thing. Yes. It has now been, no, it has been 673 days since the election that is still being denied by the former president. And that's the problem. Well, that's in, the in, problem. In, in, Curtis, it's always okay to question and challenge elections. It's always okay uh, some of the times, every it's of a, the time. It's like, sure, she sort of says, like, she, she does admit, like, Al Gore and Hillary Clinton, like, right. eventually conceded, except that they, they dragged the whole country through their drama queen status. And it, it, it's like I was saying before, it's like, yeah, you conceded, but you still created this whole concept of um, hashtag resist, hashtag not my president. Mm -hmm. And let's remember, this is with the with the Trump-Russia collusion stuff. It was her team that planted the stories with the dossier and everything with the FBI and had them lie to get the FISA warrant and all this stuff. So it's like you created the, the entire your, your campaign created the entire Russia collusion hoax because you couldn't stand losing to Trump. Right. Right. You were willing to go to such extreme lengths. But eh, what do we know? And. You you had. Hillary Clinton and Chelsea were on the show today as well, 
and they had them talk about uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid. They they literally had the Clinton Hillary Clinton on to talk and give her opinion about Trump keeping confidential documents at his residence and like what kind of national security threat that is. Again, this is like having. Uh, Ted Kennedy on your show to talk about responsible driving or have him teach driver's ed or Bill Clinton to talk about marriage, uh, f- you know, fidelity. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, or uh, that one congressman about uh, safe storage of former congressman from Louisiana about safe storage of money when he put uh, money in the freezer. Uh, you know, you, you just go on and on. Put on it in here. the mattress. <laughs> yeah, hide in the mat. You know, he didn't hide it in the mattress. He put it in the freezer. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Like Hillary Clinton about secure data data storage. Yeah, and they even asked her about like, shouldn't like, do you think Trump like it was Joy who was basically whining? She's like, I was at a party over the weekend, and like the experts that I talked to said they don't think Trump is going to get go to prison. He's not going to get indicted. Like how, like do you think this is a travesty and at least she had like the sort of forethought not to really comment on it. She's like I've been prejudged before. I don't want people to prejudge me or I've been prejudged before. I'm not going to prejudge him. Right. So, at least at least she had the forethought not to comment on that. Right. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. it's but, a clown show. But Alyssa was there. She didn't ask her about this. The only real question she had was like do you what was sort of like, do you think Biden sort of stepped in it like you stepped in it with deplorables when he called Republicans semi-fascist? And she's and Hillary Clinton didn't it's really like, answer uh, that. She's, she's like, I'm not going to second guess his his language usage and just just sort of wimped out on that. It's, it's like Alyssa's here to be the Republican, but she's not really asking like the tough stuff. And like she's definitely sort of like riding the fence a little bit here because like just to backtrack a little bit to talking about the... Um, to the election denialism stuff, she, she like she called out Hillary Clinton saying because Hillary Clinton said Trump had hijacked or, or the election was hijacked by the Russians, so thus Trump illegitimate. She noted that Nancy Pelosi literally said Trump was an illegitimate president, but then she sort of like walks this line and and, and goes, but it's a far cry from what Trump did. So it's big fish, little fish. It's like, like, they, like they were in sort of. They were like only like they were semi endangering democracy semi. in the country. Se- well, semi, versus, semi endangering versus definitely endangering. So uh, that's that's sort of like the wrap up of the view so far this week. We have another two days this week. We'll see what it's else gonna they be a have. Tire fire. Exactly. It's going to be a tire fire because it's been very clear that everybody, you know, some people have their issues with Meghan McCain. It's mostly due to her last name, the fact that she wasn't an ardent Trump supporter. Um, But she was a very solid conservative on that show. Alyssa Ferrer is much more in the mold of Nicole Wallace or to go along to get along. She is no Elizabeth Hasselbeck or Meghan McCain who are there to really, really stir it up. As in actually represent conservatives yeah. and voice conservative points and not being like, oh, I come, I'm going to grant you this, but, you know, and then make her conservative point. No, you squish them. You crush these idiots. Mm. I was going to say, like, these imbeciles, like, they are maybe some of the dumbest people on television. You need to, like, come at it with, like, you know, fire and brimstone, but, like, 
it's really to just go along that, and get along and you want to be liked. And I think that's Alyssa's problem, which is much more of a personal problem than uh, one that should not be aired over television. Yeah. And, and, and that actually reminded me because she actually said that conservatives like on Monday, she said that she's like, oh, like some people say conservatives are afraid of joy. And I was like, I have to admit, I'm afraid of joy a little bit. What is there to be afraid of with Joy? She's just loud and extremely ignorant and just aggressive in her ignorance on policy and points. Like she talks about like, oh, I read all these different places. I just don't watch Fox. It's like, yeah, but all the places you watch and listen to are all liberal. Right. So it's like you're only getting the one side. And and when you're talking about stuff on there, you you just spout off and say dumb stuff. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure tomorrow is going to be talking about the Obamas. Uh, Alyssa Farah was praising the speeches by Michelle, o the speech by Michelle Obama in the unveiling of their portraits. So I'm going to put money. I'd they they finally, like, I guess they finally realized that tr Obama pulling a Homer Simpson in a bush isn't uh was not a good idea, idea for the official portrait. No, yeah. though. Now he looks <laughs> just like with a plain white screen behind him like he's. Oh, no. They basically gave them a meme format. Yeah, they basically did give him a meme format. Oh, just like Photoshop stuff in the it's background. It's the complete now. opposite. Like, and you're like, oh, we want to do the opposite of the Bush thing. No, 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 no. Don't go that far. We, we have a busy background. Now we have a blank background. You're like, no, 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 no. You don't do that. Don't do it. Like, yeah, for like W or for HW and some of these other ones, you know, they're, they're standing in front of a chair or they're at a balcony. In the Oval Office or in front of the fireplace. It's, yeah. There, there's something to go with it. But with Obama, you know, he's Ugh. like descending from heaven or something. I don't know. Yeah. So we have a couple more days here this week. Uh, Tim should be back uh, on Friday. If not, you'll get us for another two days. An another another episode. another episode of the podcast here. So as our great Tim Graham likes to say, visit Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. See you later. <laughs>